Welcome to A Counselor's Journey to Private Practice. I'm your host, Juan, and this podcast teaches mental health professionals to cultivate curiosity and build ambition in their journey to starting, growing, and scaling a private practice. Let's dive into the episode. When to hire your first assistant, your, your virtual assistant, your staff, when? You know, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure if you're there yet. I'm not sure if you are someone that's already hired somebody or you're like, I don't know, Juan, what do you think? You know, when, when is the right time? And it's such a good question. And before we answer it, let's kind of look back and think about our graduate study. Um, did, did graduate school prepare us for that question? You know, I'm, at least from my end, I'm going to say no. Now, if it's a different question, you know, how to support someone with, let's say, negative thoughts, I'm going to say yes. Uh, and, and maybe that's the whole game of why sometimes when, our, when we are in our journey of private practice, uh, we struggle. You know, we struggle on the side of entrepreneurship, uh, the side of developing a, 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 developing a business plan, a financial plan, thinking long terms, looking at the infrastructure of our business, the logistics, understanding, you know, why we need to earn a certain amount and how we can get to these milestones and goals that we have. None of that, uh, none of that were, were, were thought we are taught in graduate school. So then we get into these positions, right? These positions of when is the right time to hire a VA? And we kind of go, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when is the right time. And, and not even, I don't know. Sometimes we feel fearful. I did. I certainly felt really fearful and nervous that if I were to hire somebody, maybe they would answer the phone in a different way than me. And my thought was, well, what if that goes downhill? You know, what if that hurts the practice in some sort of way? You know, the whole baby mentality this is my baby. I don't want anybody to hurt it. So what I want to do today is I kind of want to get into this, this organized manner, you know, organized manner of understanding when it's the right time to hire someone. Uh, I love the, the philosophy behind if you hire people that are smarter than you, your business is going to grow, um, you know, it's going to grow much better realistically. I mean, think about that. If you have someone that is smarter than you, more than likely things are going to go in, in a better direction. I also like to look at our level of, of, of expertise, you know, our ability to do things. You know, so for instance, in your business, there's a lot of things to do. Managing and organizing tasks, supporting a, a client, you know, through maybe CBT or whichever style that you do, answering calls, returning calls, uh, invoices, talking with insurance, setting up your website, uh, SEO, search engine optimization, setting up email autoresponders, designing your website, online content, social media content, researching content, marketing strategies, email design, right? A bunch of shit. And at some point, we got to kind of take a step back and say, all right, I do not how to do, I don't know how to do all of that shit, right? That is a lot of stuff. I don't know how to do all of it, which is okay. At no point during your, your years of graduate study were you raising your hand, maybe saying that you could do all of those things. You know, you signed up just like I signed up. You know, we wanted to be in the journey of private practice because we wanted to be clinicians, individuals that worked with people, supporting them in their journey of healing. And I get that some of us out there um, also have additional skills in, in our toolbox. You know, maybe it's that we are, you know, exceptional when it comes to photography or that we have design skills or we're, the, or we're really into writing or YouTube videos, whatever it may be. But the list of items that comes to a business is immense. It's like a dissertation, if you will. It's a bunch of items on there. And it's important for us to take a step back and say, if we have a business, do you want to invest in your business by allocating each of those tasks to someone that can effectively do them or someone that can half-ass and do them, right? And that's a huge difference. And most of you out there are probably thinking, no, I don't want to give this task to someone who's going to you know, half-ass do it. Yet, 
sometimes we, and I'm going to put myself in a very vulnerable position. You know, I've certainly done things when they weren't done to the level of an expert. You know, whenever I started my journey in private practice, I DIY'd my website. And, you know, there's there's pride that I have in, in, in it, of course. I, I worked hard. I went to school of the hard knocks, YouTube. But compared to what it looks like now, it, it's a whole different ball game. And I also get that that's where I was then, you know, finances and all those type of things. But my mindset has shifted, you know, through the years of practice and understanding how to effectively build the business. It has shifted. And I want to share that with you on when is the right time to hire a VA. And, and let's kind of go into that question. Um, first, identifying before we go into when it's the right time, we want to identify all the tasks that you have in your business. And, and what you can do there is you can think about creative tasks. Creative tasks have to do with like research content, online content, uh, graphic design, um, social media setup, social media development, and so forth. You can look at technical content, you know, setting up things, setting up your system, setting up your processes, uh, setting up your email, setting up um, your, your website, if you will. Um, you can look at administrative tasks, uh, even things like buying gifts, you know, buying gifts for your staff, buying gifts for friends, sending um, emails and so forth. Uh, emails as far as like holiday emails, um, providing email support, providing customer service, answering phones, answering emails, all of those are administrative tasks. So what you what you want to do first is we want to take time to write down all of these things, write down all of the tasks that will go into your business practice, even the clinical ones. And then once you have, and it's going to take some time, and I would encourage you to theme them as far as like clinical tasks, administrative tasks, technical tasks, and so forth. Once you have all of these written down, then we're going to get into writing all of those in a very clean manner. From there, I want you to circle each one of those areas, such as administrative tasks or technical tasks, and um, put that as like a, a staff. You could write staff X or staff Y. Now, that's going to be an imaginary person who's going to have those tasks. Right now, or, or maybe more than likely in your business, where I was at then in my business, all of those tasks, it was me. So I would put, you know, for administrative personnel, Juan Santos. For technical personnel, Juan Santos. <laughs> for creative uh, design, Juan Santos. For marketing, uh, for financial planning. Uh, and <laughs> just me the whole time, right? And maybe some of you are laughing because maybe, maybe you're there. And again, we get it. You know, that's that process of a small business, you know, where we do every single task. And I do think it's so important to do all of your tasks first so that you know how to get your hands dirty and you understand how to train someone, how to communicate with them. Um, that, that tends to help. You know, we see it in sports often. You know, more than likely coaches are prior athletes. You know, they mingled and played in the sport and then later they become a coach. So I want you to think about it the same way when it comes to business development. Yes, take time to try to learn or to dabble or to get your hands wet or feet wet, whichever, whichever one's the same, with each of these uh, tasks from, from website design to answering phone calls to setting up an email or to seeing what it looks like to set up a schedule for social media. Get your hands wet in all of those things. Get involved in them so you know what it's like, the, the, the workload. And then from there... You kind of stick a step back from this sheet of paper that you designed, right? This template. And so far on there, right? Just kind of stick a step back all together of what we have. We have all the items that go into your business, all the tasks that are to be done. You know, everything you're delegating from creative work to technical to administrative and so forth. And then you have a staff that's doing each one of those. So you have a number of staff. And then what we're doing really here is you are creating a infrastructure within your business. 
And, and we often see this in most businesses. You know, you go and you walk into, let's say, uh, Target and you have staff that will be walking down the aisles organizing things, right? You have staff that are at the registers. You have staff maybe that are customer service. You have staff that are, you know, cleaning and making sure things look uh, nice and pristine. You have tasks, uh, staff maybe outside putting the um, carts up and you have leaders and so forth and so forth. Now, it's important to identify a personnel for each one of those. From there, I want you to now kind of give yourself a big pat in the back and say, all right, got my hands dirty and did some work. Here we go. We're getting closer to that answer of when is the right time to hire someone. So then the next thing we want to do is we want to look at your earnings. You know, how, what's the cash flow look like? How much are you bringing in, you know, per month, uh, per year? Now, once you have this number written down, just kind of keep it there and decide for now. I then want you to look at that number connects to how many hours of work that you're doing, right? More than likely it's going to be your clinical hours. So then I want you to have those two numbers written down as well. From there, once you have that down, so so far you've got how much money you're making a month, a year, and how many hours go into that monthly amount earned. doesn't matter if you do net or raw, just kind of put it in there. From there, now that you have that and the task you're delegating and an imaginary staff for each one, which is if it's just you, then that's you. Then I want you to take a step back and I want you to think about and, and be honest here, be transparent, you know, keep it real. How much time are you spending in each of those additional staff uh, tasks to have those staff members? How much time are you spending on research um, development for social media? How much time are you spending on, on your email list? How much time are you spending on website design? How much time are you spending on answering a phone call, on returning a phone call, on being on the phone with insurance companies, on technical difficulties for individuals, right? Just ballpark some sort of figure there. Now that you have that answer, try to ballpark it for like a day amount to a week amount. That way you can go up to a month amount. So let's just say, you know, that your fee is $100 an hour, right? And we know that's how much you're making for your clinical work, which makes sense. Well, now you have an idea of um, the other areas, those other tasks that you're doing, like answering calls, emails, setting up your website, you know, making sure your website's looking good, transcribing files, social media management, social media development and research. Let's just say you do 10 hours there, right? 10 hours of that extra stuff at your $100 rate would be that, you know, you, you would be earning a thousand dollars, but you're not earning. You're not earning that, right? That's time that you're donating there, with the hope that that's going to have some sort of return on investment (ROI). So then comes in understanding if there is a return on investment, and this is where you look at to see if your practice is growing. So that's A. So I want you to think about that, and then B would be if you did not do those things and you paid someone, could you still make enough where it's worth paying them? So then we go into hypothetical scenarios here. So let's say that instead of you spending those 10 hours in those tasks, you hired um, Carlos, right? Carlos wanted to do your administrative task. So now instead of spending, let's say, five of the hours in administrative task, you went and did your clinical work. So five hours at $100, you're making $500. Carlos says, hey, listen, my rate is $20 an hour. So then you're like, cool. So now Carlos is spending five hours. We're just going to keep it clean. Five hours at $20 an hour. So, right, that's two, four, six, eight. That's $100 you're you're paying him to do those tasks. So you made $500 an hour because you were doing your clinical work now since you gave yourself back those hours because your time is worth more money, right? And you're paying Carlos his $100 fee. 
So realistically, you made $400 there, which is a strong investment. You know, it's much more than what you'd have made if you had put your time into the, st- the, the task. The part A that I mentioned earlier, I'm going to get to now. What we're looking at here is when you hire someone, like let's say Carlos, and you put them into that role, you're looking at him being an expert now. You know, Carlos doesn't have to do what you were doing. Carlos doesn't have to do administrative tasks, clinical tasks, website design, marketing. He doesn't have to wear all the 26 hats that go into running a business. Carlos has to wear one hat and it's not as heavy as the other ones. He gets to spend a lot of time building expertise in that area. And that's something that I want you to think about. Let's really be honest with it. If you're doing a lot of tasks in your business, how much expertise are you spending in developing those tasks? More than likely, not as much as we should because we just don't have the time. There's only 24 hours in the day and we're not up those 24 hours, right? We're sleeping a good amount of them. We're doing other things a good amount of them. So with your clinical work, with your creative tasks, with your administrative tasks and everything that's added on there, all the other 26 hats and roles that you have in your business, there is no way that one person is going to have enough time to become an expert in each of those areas. In addition, that person, even if they become an expert in each of those areas, within one business, you won't make the same amount of money from each of those areas, right? Because your trade there Right, we got to think about that, that too. Your trade there is a clinician. So we want to focus on our trade, a clinician, not um, website development and so forth. So again, I am looking at this from an entrepreneur mindset on building a strong infrastructure within a business and looking at when is the right time to hire. You know, when is the right time to bring in that VA virtual assistant or your staff, you know, your staff within your business. So, so far, you got a lot of details here broken down. You have details as far as all the tasks to delegate. You have details as far as looking at personal staff that you could, um, that could take care of those um, areas that you're delegating tasks to. And you know how much you're making per hour. You know, you know roughly how much a staff will come in. And if you're not sure how much a staff would, uh, how much it would cost you to have a staff there, do some research. Go on Google and then look up exactly what you're looking for. You know, um, website design. Um, um, phone uh, administrative task and so forth. And you're going to have an idea of how much you would have to pay them. And then just get that sheet of paper out and do your numbers. You know, in your mind, go, okay, if I paid this person, like, you know, we did with Carlos, um, $20 an hour, five hours, that means I got to pull out $100. So instead of me spending those five hours there, I'll spend my five hours with my patients and then toss 100 his way, keep 400 my way. Right. And I know we're looking at raw numbers here. But right away, even with raw numbers, you're able to see, you know, the strength in that. And I think there's there's two really key points, again, I want to mention. One is you get to focus on your trade. Your trade is a clinician. Number two, you get to hire Carlos. His trade is an administrative person, right? So he gets to work on what he's really, really good at and develop that expertise. What that does for your business is it gives it now this really good uh, benefit, if you will, because now you have Carlos. Carlos gets to focus on his expertise, administrative tasks. He gets to get better and better and better and better over time. Who benefits from that? Your business benefits from it. Your, your, your incoming clients get to benefit from it. And we see that all the time. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about a place you go to, maybe your dentist's office, chiropractor, your physician, some sort of place that you go to. And I want you to think about the person who maybe does the administrative work. And maybe there's one experience you've had where you're like, I love coming here because of that person. For me, it's my dentist's office. There's a lady named Pam there, and she is just, I love, love interacting with her. She's kind. She remembers me, my family, my kids, um, my wife. 
she, she remembers everything. And then she asks how we're doing. She takes times to connect. And that is so important to me. So something I think about would be, what if instead of her there, it was a dentist there? Because I just shared with you, one of the key reasons I go there is because of that experience that I get with her. So that's an investment that that business did. That business understands the value that comes within hiring individuals that get to wear one hat. They get to solely focus in that area versus one person doing everything. So that's important. I want you to think about that when it comes to when it's the right time for you to hire someone. You know, that question often has to do with how much work are you doing? Let's take some of that work off your shoulders. Let's put someone who can solely focus on it. Let's focus on your trade, you know, being the clinical work that you're doing. And then you'll be able to pay these individuals. And then what happens over time is something really beautiful. You start bringing in these people to do the additional tasks. You start building what's called an infrastructure within a business. That's the bones within the business that allow it to function. From there, you get to go from working on, you know, that term of in the business, meaning you wear all, you wear in all of those 20 something hats to now you're working on the business. And then from that point, you can take a step back to lowering your hours Because what's going to happen is now that you hire these individuals that get to wear one hat, they get really good at what they're doing. They're going to have strong conversions for you, return on investment, meaning that whoever's answering your phone, they're going to be really good at it because they have one hat. They get to practice and sharpen it over time. And then you're going to have your practice building and building and getting better and stronger over time. You're going to be providing more support to the community because, again, you don't have to wear all these hats. You have someone that's specifically doing that and you get to interact with them, right? There's a culture there you get to set up and training and so forth. And I know this episode is not about that. It's just about when it's the right time to hire a VA, virtual assistant or a staff. So over time, what takes place is because you've hired people that are smart, that are competent, that are experts in these areas and also equally important because they get to wear one hat and not 26, which is exhausting and overwhelming. And sometimes it makes a person forget what they were supposed to do. I know that I certainly did that many times. Now, over time, they get to do a good job. That means you get to lower your hours and then you get to start doing some of the extra things that you want to do, whether it's spending more time with the family system, working on passive income, writing books, starting a podcast, creating courses. And and maybe a lot of you out there are like, when do I get to that point? You know, that, that this is the process to get there, you know, and following those steps will allow you to move forward in that direction. If at any point you got lost, you know, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to hop on the phone with you, share some feedback. Um, even if you don't, even if you do not decide, you know, to work with me, to, to hire me as your consultant, it's all good. You know, as long as you are moving forward in life and shining bright, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that, if you will. I want to, I want to thank you. I do want to thank you. It's a little bit longer um, episode. I want to thank you for spending time with me, um, for being able to be here, for being here for your clients, for being here for yourself, you know, for really taking time to invest in you. Um, I'm sure that's what you tell a lot of the clients that you work with, you know, that one of the greatest investments we can make is in ourselves, um, because that's going to go ahead and, and really pay off in all those that we love and, and connect with. If you haven't done so already, I would love if you could subscribe to the podcast and then leave a review. All you have to do for a review is just Google um, a counselor's journey to private practice, Apple podcast, and then you'll see it on there. Or you can go to your podcast app and then go to the Apple one. On there, you'll be able to go to review and then just put a review in. Let me know what you think. Let me know how this episode was or any of the episodes that you've um, been able to uh, listen to. As always, thank you for spending time with me, lending me your time, connecting with me. Get out there. Think about the question. When is the right time for me to hire a assistant? And maybe it is now. In your journey of private practice, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please leave an awesome review and share this podcast with any counselor you think is working towards starting, growing, and scaling a counseling practice. Let's grow together in our journey. I'll see you in the next episode.